You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Ultimately, all of our hopes as believers are realized only in the life to come. You understand that? If only in this life we have hope, we are to be pitied above all men. Because this life throws some things at you that you just go, I I can't wait for the city with foundations whose builder and maker is God. I can't wait until faith becomes sight. Pastor Danny implores you not to get discouraged with the woes of this life, for God has promised his followers eternal peace with him in heaven. It's easy to get disheartened when life's problems grow too large. Maybe you're stuck in debt, failing college, losing your job, saying goodbye to a loved one, or any pains you might be going through. And now you feel like giving up. Well, Pastor Danny wants you to know that God loves you. And one day, you'll feel no pain or worry, but instead, rest in God's wonderful peace. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Genesis, chapter 15, with today's edition of The Living Word. Let me summarize the rest of that chapter. God puts Abram into a deep sleep, and then God prepares a sacrifice to ratify the covenant and his promise that he made to Abram. And God walks in between the pieces of the cut sacrifice while Abram is in a deep sleep and God ratifies the covenant. The message of that is, this is not dependent on Abraham, this is dependent on God. It's dependent on God's promise. Despite Abram's faith or lack of it, uh, despite Abraham's imperfection, it's dependent on God. And then you get to chapter 16. And it's a bump in the road. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. This is not good advice. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar And she conceived. Verse 15, so Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. A bump in the road, trying to help God out, trying to fulfill God's will by the power of the flesh. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Then you get to chapter 17, when Abram was 99 years old, after Hagar, 13 years have passed, and the Lord appeared to him and said, I'm God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. I'll confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You'll be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I'll make you very fruitful. I'll make nations of you. Kings will come from you. I'll establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God 
and the God of your descendants after you, the whole land of Canaan where you are now an alien, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. Wow. He's 99 years old when God says this to him. Verse 15, same chapter. God said to Abram, Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you're no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and surely give you a son by her. I'll bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. And here's what Abraham does. Verse 17. Abraham fell face down. He laughed. He laughed. <laughs> he laughed. But it wasn't a mocking laugh. It wasn't a scornful laugh. It was a laugh of faith. And he said to himself, will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. And God said, I'll bless Ishmael, but let's get back to my promise. Let's get back to my promise. And then you get to chapter 21. Verse 1, now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant, bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave him the name, I love this, Isaac, to the son Sarah bore him. You know what Isaac means? It means laughter. He named him laughter <laughs> because he was so overjoyed and just couldn't believe, even though he believed. And when his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter. And everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I've borne him a son in his old age? Again, pay attention, please. Years have passed since Abraham had followed the call of God. Uh, he and his wife, they made some mistakes. And we didn't read all the mistakes. They made a real mistake with Hagar. Uh, they made uh, two mistakes going down to Egypt and when there was a famine. They made some mistakes, but now God had forgiven their mistakes. That's all in the past. They had been challenged. They had been perplexed. They had gone through difficulties. And now, now, basically their ship had come in. They are doing better than ever. They have Isaac. Uh, laughter has filled their household. Isaac is growing up now. He's become a young man. And you could not find a family more full of God and full of life. And at that point in life, like a clap of thunder from a clear, cloudless blue sky, the ultimate test came. Ultimate test. And that's chapter 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham and he said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. And go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Mount Moriah is the region of Mount Calvary. It's the same geographical location. You might know the story. You read the chapter and Abraham gets things ready. He takes his son now, who's a young man now, Isaac. And they head out up to the mountain, Mount Moriah. They get there, arrange the wood on the altar. And then Isaac asked his dad, Father, we have the wood. We have things prepared. Where is the sacrifice? And can you imagine, can you imagine as a father saying to your son, son, I know you don't understand. I don't really understand completely. You're the sacrifice. 
You're the sacrifice. His dad's an old man. Isaac is a young man. He could have bolted. He could have taken dad down, but he didn't. Isaac, when he hears the father say, you're the sacrifice, this is God's will. Isaac willingly gets on that sacrifice, on that altar. Abraham raises the knife, and just as he's about to sacrifice his own son, heaven speaks, and God says, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham gladly stopped and responded, and God commends him for his faith, and then he says, now look, and over in the thicket caught is a ram, and God directs him, take the ram, that's the sacrifice. Now I know, look, I know what the verse we read means, I know, I'm going to read it one more time, I know what it means, I know what Hebrews 11 Verse 19 means Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. I know what that means because I've got the New Testament. I know what that means because I know that the story, the real life story of Abraham and his son Isaac is is but a figure, a picture. It's a painting, if you will, of the father And his one and only son, whom he loves, and willing to take that son up on Mount Calvary and sacrifice him for you and for me and for the sins of the world. I know what that means, but I suggest to you, Abraham did not fully understand like we do. He didn't have the same perspective. Nobody saw the wisdom of the cross. Do you understand that? Nobody saw it. Those apostles were perplexed, disillusioned, and when Jesus went to the cross, they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't understand. Nobody saw a suffering Messiah, even though the Old Testament, especially Isaiah, prophesied a suffering Messiah, but nobody really got it. And sometimes we just don't understand. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, uh, verse 2, it's better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of every man. The living should take this to heart. But here's the deal, and we're going to close, but listen, ultimately, ultimately, All of our hopes as believers are realized only in the life to come. You understand that? If only in this life we have hope, we are to be pitied above all men. Because this life throws some things at you that you just go, I I can't wait for the city with foundations whose builder and maker is God. I can't wait until faith becomes sight. By faith, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose, even though I don't understand sometimes, like Abraham didn't understand. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of Hebrews. There's so much to learn, so we hope you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now on our website, ccfstpete.church. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can find a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and jump into the conversations there you'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. 
Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions on our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services, so if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Feel free to read ahead in Hebrews, and be sure to tune in next time to join Pastor Danny right here on The Living Word.